Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans and still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom Tom Hello, welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I am your host, Tim Williams. We're here for NRL Round 25. We have preliminary finals, the grand final qualifier for most head-to-head leagues out there. Check your league settings. We've also got three weeks until the new Supercoach champion overall is crowned. Last week, the talking point, unbelievable. Five captains, five gun matchups. Cleary, Nico, SJ, KP, Luttrell, not one of them scored over 81 points. Uh, for the one bloke, potentially one bloke out there who had Drew Hutchinson skipping him 130 points, masterclass. Some might have had Dean Mariner, 132 points. I would think unlikely, but you can deliberate all you want. It didn't matter in the end. Here to chat through round 25 with me is, as always, the SC Spy. Spite, how are you, mate? Good to be back, mate. And what Good to be is back. that kit? Before I give you a life update, because it's been a while, I'll show off the kit. It's actually... So I've been looking for a Warriors jersey for... <laughs> Probably about 10, 12 weeks now. They're sold out nationwide. Not shockingly, I've been to Peter Wynn's, every rebel spot ever I've made phone calls. I cannot find one. Thankfully, our next guest has brought me one. Have a go <coughs> at What that. size is this? If Fun you're time? listening right now on pod on uh, <coughs> Spotify app or whatever, just jump on and have a look at, at the Spy's little dad bod poking out of a size <laughs> 7 Lars jersey. It's terrific viewing. I'm sure to be out on our socials at some point this week. I don't know about poking out, but what size <laughs> What size is this, Clem? And that na- is a size 14 youth top, and it fits you so perfectly. I wish you didn't put the top underneath it, though. It would have been a beautiful crop. <laughs> anyway, it should be a good pod if I am wearing a New Zealand Warriors jersey. Um, now, there's a bit of a backstory to who I sort of support in rugby league. People try to get out of me. I'm not a diehard warrior or a tiger, is the brief it. I used to be a big St. George fan as a kid. Now, there's a big background story to that for another day, so I don't want to tell it. But It's I controversial. Can, I can tell you one thing. It's controversial, but <coughs> I can. the people will understand the day that it comes out. It's very unique. I'm not someone who's a changed yeah, team type coat. guy. Not at all, but you'll get it when it eventually yeah. comes out. Um, but in terms of SJ, it's been a long love affair with, and I can't believe how good they're going. I'm just, I'm riding it while it's hot. And really, really enjoying it. So I pencil in every Warriors game, get a few tinnies ready, and we're ready to go. Anyway, I could talk about this for an hour. How did I go last week? Um, before I move on to our next guest, 
I did play someone again on my bench for the second time in three weeks. It's Connolly Lemuelu. And it's been a I, tough season. I didn't even see the start of the game because obviously the tilters are on. So I put it on after. Yeah. I'm like, beautiful. He made an early line break. He was about 35 in 20 minutes. I'm like, he's back, repaying the faith. I went to get a beer <laughs> and I heard he's been, he's coming off with the HIA. I'm like, joking. And he never came back. So I fast forwarded at the end of the game because I blew up. <laughs> but I ended up with 1,200. I'm, I'm sitting about 9,000 nearly in the 8K range, and I'm 21 points in front of someone who you might introduce next. Our next <laughs> guest on the podcast, look, I'd say guest, but look, she's been an SC Playbook regular for a pretty long time, but the issue is that she does live in a different state for now. I believe making a move down south at some stage soon. Uh, it is 2021 sixth-placed finisher, the lovely Clementine Cassidy. Clem, good to have you back. Good to be on here. Thank you so much for having me back. Um, Spy's looking lovely in his top. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous very stuff. Tight. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Jersey. Um, but yeah, good to be back in Sydney. I really love it here. So yeah, I am making <coughs> a move from Goldie down to Sydney. So I'll be back and forth a bit and hopefully we'll make the last mm. couple of pods, which will be awesome. Um, but as far as my team goes in my round last week, um, I scored a 1263. So um, I've moved up a couple of hundred points. So I'm 9,200th. Um, Top 9,000, if I use your logic. Yes, great <laughs> logic that should be used but, by all. But most importantly, I clawed 60 points back from Spy's lead. So he's only 29 points ahead of me now. And Spy, I'll serve your ass like John McEnroe. Four trades left. I'm coming for you, bro. <laughs> Righto, bro. I'm backing, I'm backing Clem by a margin. There's two things that happen here. tough talk. One, four one. trades left. One, you've spent the year bagging me, telling me how you always beat me. So mm-hmm. let's see. Pressure on. I know you don't like pressure. <laughs> Two, last time you were here, I'm pretty sure you are well in front of me. So that shows you towards the business end <laughs> what's going on. And three, I actually don't remember what I was going to say. So carry on. But did you make a clever rhyme? A rhyme? Yeah. No. I should get bonus points for that. It's about, it's about focus. <laughs> you worry about your fun and games. I worry about... The W's. He's a switched on man, the spy, and he does mean business on this run home. And after hounding him about his trade situational season, you have managed to bank a few with. I think you've got three left, spy. Three up the sleeve, yeah. Um, actually, just quickly, we. I also, my wife had a baby three weeks ago. That was. I wasn't sure if that was bigger news than Connolly going down. I was going to introduce you with it, and then it just got lost in all the tired SJ jersey. Yeah, I don't know which is bigger news. The Warriors or my mm. new kid, but I love them both. Good stuff, mate. <laughs> You're a busy man. You're a busy man. Uh, the Kumas Stallions, 1,287 points last week. So another nice round. A green tick up into 4,895th overall. So we're making a charge. We're getting there. Uh, on that logic, Clem, top 4,000, I believe. I'm into the 4,000s. That's how we, that's how we describe so it. So on a move, still on that charge, hopefully to the top 1%. Top 1,500 it'll be. So... Uh, three big weeks required to do so, though, so heading in the right direction. Guys, today's show, the key takes from Team List Tuesday, our topic for the week. We're basically going to look at our plan for our final, final trades because it is pretty strategic, particularly from an overhead pers- uh, overall, I should say, perspective. Uh, the potential round 27 resting is just to take into consideration for your team, especially when you're looking at, at depth and how you might be placed. The hot topics, do we pay out for Tino for Malawi a ton on return for the Titans? Cutting ties with Jaman Hopgood, a few people out there looking at doing that. We're going to drop a super pod play at Tiny... Tiny ownership for the run home. Uh, drop our round 25 trade and skipper plans and listener questions. Guys, the unlimited SC Playbook group, $1,000 up for grabs to the winner of that. Raging poll, 
Bobby into second overall, our boy. We're riding you home, Come on, mate. son. Uh, <laughs> equally, if anyone else in that group makes a charge, there's a few in the top 10, so we're rooting you you're all home. So let's go, Bobby. Guys and girls, Teamless Tuesday. Chance Nickel Kluckstad. You are a Warriors gal, Clem. Mm-hmm. Chance is back. This one, I'll be honest, it surprised me a little bit just because he'd had three concussions this season. I thought with where the Warriors were on the ladder that they probably had an opportunity. I th- not an opportunity. I thought they would have rested him another week. Now, obviously, starts to take the field this week, barring any late changes. Uh, great news to see Chance back and for anyone who held him as it stands. Oh, my God. I was so excited to see Chance back mm. that I didn't read any of the other teams. Too, so <laughs> there I were other teams. I literally saw that. Like, there was tears of joy running down my face. Because we would have been the first name on the entire oh, list. Oh, my yeah. God. I literally, I opened up my phone and I was just like, this is the best moment of my whole life, maybe. Like, it was so good. Is that what happened to you? Make up the tears? Yeah. No, I'm joking. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> so you, hand, you handled the Heinz out. Uh, news being all right? Oh, my God. I missed that. I'm kidding. But you know what? Chance is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. But, yeah, good for my team as well. Mm. Like, definitely um, good for playing against Spy with Chance and my team. Pretty excited mm. about that. Yeah, it is. That's fair. Spy, <laughs> another bloke that's good for you. Son, we'll, we'll have plenty of conversation once again about this week. He's been very relevant for a few weeks. And fortunately for me as a non-owner, hasn't gone that well. But Dallin Mutteni is a Lesniak. They've just got such a great combination out the back there. It has to be good. Massive. SJ to Chance to DWZ. It's, it's chemistry at its finest, I believe. Happy days. Juman mm. <laughs> Hopgood named on the edge for the Paramount Eels. Now, Andrew Davies out for the Eels this week with another concussion. Speak of blokes who have had a, a bit of a tough run with head knocks. I really thought Ryan Madison would be named on the edge. He's been named on the bench once again. It makes him a real questionable play for owner Spy. Mm. I suspect still that Madison will start on the edge because I've got on the edge is weird. However, as the team's been named, uh, what, what's your thoughts there? It is weird. Um, but, I mean, they might just think they need to try something a little bit different. They're not going great. Yeah. Maybe it's a little mix-up play. Maybe it's about giving Hopgood maybe a little bit of time out of the milk because he's been a busy man this year. I don't know. Um, the only thing worth noting is, and we'll, we'll get into it at, at some stage soon, no doubt, but they've got... That into Penrith next week into the bye mm. certainly creates some question marks, doesn't it? Luckily, they play Friday night, so we'll know early where he's actually starting the game. It does. Now, look, we'll get through. Oh, there's a couple of big <coughs> ones to come as well. Valence Tafade has been dropped by the Titans. He's on the extended bench. Mass Dolphins changes in that side. Blokes out everywhere, the poor bugger. So, might be a bit of a limp home for them. In a week where, for Jermaine Asako, had a great matchup against the Tigers, but all of a sudden, not as appealing as it once was. At the Titans. Now, this is another really interesting one, Spy. Kieran Foran has been na- uh, sorry, has been left out of the team. He was injured last weekend. <coughs> what they've done is they've gone with Jaden Campbell into the halves. AJ Brimson is named on the extended bench as he fights to come back from injury. Uh, Keanu Keeney has been named at fullback, the rookie. Now, look... My suspicion is that I'm um, not a suspicion. They really want AJ Brimson to come back. Firstly, Tommy Weaver named at halfback, showing uh, schoolboys ex halfback. Excited to see him have a run and how he goes this week. From a super great standpoint, uh, with Penrith going at this side, if they run out with that spine, there's just mass opportunities for Toto, Cleary, Mate. the edge back brothers, Sorensen, all of them. Could be carnage. Um, I, look, I think. Well, I don't know what Brimson's fitness is and maybe they're forced into this, but 
I'll suspect Brimson comes in at 5'8 and Campbell goes to fullback. But if Brimson's not fit, this could be the team. He just might not be able to play. That's it. Um, I agree with you. You've got to get Brimson in that front line defensively against that Penrith right edge. Um, little presto, as I like to call him. How good is he? So exciting. Back so good at fullback. Campbell but back to I'd fullback. Love to be, I'd love to be running at him. Maybe not me. I'd love for one of my superhero players to be running at him. Yeah, but when I say that, that's at fullback. There's obviously... I don't know if I want to call it question marks at 5'8", but in the front line there, he's, he's tiny. So if you're running Cleary and Liam Martin at him, goodness me. Get a bit more info yeah. on if they do line up that way, who would likely be on which edge? Because I don't know, obviously, with Tommy Weaver on debut, but hopefully that's information. There'll be pictures out of the Titans' Twitter. About yeah, who's either way, if it's young boy, either way, Tom, right. like, they're just, well, oh nice they're easy in Tom Weaver to his career. It's yeah, good. yeah. Tom Weaver's <laughs> gone, thanks, debut against boys. the Panthers. Sweet. Uh, now... No Isaac Tungo, still for the Panthers. Tyrone Peachy comes back from suspension at centre. Zach Lomax returns for the Dragons. Jackson Hastings has been named despite that ankle injury last week. Still in doubt, though, but I do think just good for that entire team if Hastings is there. Supercoach standpoint, Caelan Pong and Greg Marge on that left edge, all of them. Bradman Best also on that left edge returns. I think just on that, good for them is an understatement. Yeah. Hastings, he has this ability to just get a team around the park, get... Everyone in the positions they need to be, getting the ball they want, and he doesn't have to do anything else. He just sort of waddles around, does his own thing, throws <laughs> the odd dummy, and just puts Blake's in space. He's so good at it. Uh, so it's going to really test. Well, with, if we, he's out, Ponga, yeah. big question mark. Look not at, question mark. Look at last week's different. example against yeah. the Bulldogs and watching like a hawk as someone who didn't <clears throat> captain Caelan Ponga and the other four big captains had failed. It ended up being about 80% captaincy on Ponga, which I'll be honest, it surprised me a little bit that it was such a substantial margin amongst mm. the top-ranked teams. And just when Hastings went off about 20-odd minutes in and we saw the impact it had, I think Marju had 20 runs, but none of them were in good attacking territory. Ponga sort of phased out a little bit. So He's critical to For him. both of those guys, yeah, yeah. Big in for him having been named there. I said Bravin Best is back at the Rabbitohs. Tavita Tatola Harms, Sele named on the extended bench. Ty Munro, 18th man again. This is big uh, with the forwards just because the bunnies are dying for crying out, I should say, for those bunnies, their middles to come back into the side. So if they can come into the starting team or even bench come game day, big news for Cody, Latrell, all these sort of blokes. Jacob Preston suspended, Clem two weeks. Uh, still a handful of Preston owners out there. If you've got to trade up your sleeve, Oh, you give him the flick. Yeah, give him the yeah, flick if you definitely. haven't already. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, if you haven't already, like, now's the time. Yep. You have to. Yeah. Fume yeah. if you don't have any trades left in oh, you. have got Presto gutted. there. But, <laughs> uh, and lucky last. Now, Josh Schuster has been named at 5'8 for Manly. Uh, the Telegraph had the scoop this morning that Jake Arthur was going to come into the side in the halves. <laughs> And Josh Schuster was going to go to an edge, back to the back row. I got told the exact same thing this afternoon, so I would be surprised if they didn't line up that way. Supercoach ramifications, anything there, Spy? Maybe nothing. I mean, the, I was really keen on the Warriors match-up. Their right edge, SJ, DWZ, Chance, etc. going up against Manly's left. Schuster just slots one more spot in uh, to the back row anyway, so probably not change changes. anything too dramatically, no. Now... To get stuck into our topic for the week, and, and it's, a, it's a bit of a general conversation for people out there with trades left, you know, what to do with them, where should they be utilised, probably more important than on who, but when. Now, I know I have a pretty clear plan with mine, 
We're also going to have a chat about the potential restings in round 27, which we will start with. Now, there's plenty of head-to-head info to take from this, and we will focus on some head-to-head matchups and a lot of head-to-head specific players throughout the podcast, but this one's a little bit overall on what to do with those trades. So I'll start with you, mate, on your thoughts on sides and players that may get restings in round 27. You've done a bit of a ladder predictor just to see how it might plan out. Now, obviously, this is all all, uh, just bit of a guessing game, an educated guessing game, of course. What have you come up with? Yeah, it is. This is basically where I've landed the top four. Um, what I think you'll find most likely with fifth tight tenth is that they're probably not really in a position to rest players, so we're not going to worry too much about that. But up the top there, you've got Penrith coming first, unsurprisingly. Big rest candidates. There's going to be a decision for Ivan out there in the last game to say, do we want to give him an extra week off? fire them up into finals, or do you want to keep playing and keep the momentum? So we don't really know what's going to happen there. My, again, <clears throat> it, it is a guessing game. It's hard because I think he would absolutely want to give them rest. I would expect him to give them a rest. <clears throat> the issue is if they're toe-to-toe with the Broncos on level points, they're probably not willing to give, give up a minor premiership for it, is the issue. So... Broncos are on the bye this week, so they'll get their two. Uh, if they get the two the following week, they probably won't be in a position. That it becomes a problem. Let's say if they had the minor premiership locked up round 27, I'd be very confident they'd rest. Yep. But we don't know if that'll be the case. Yeah, so it's a little bit hard to say, but I think what we will say is there's rest candidates for Penrith. Uh, heading and they've at, got at the Cowboys stage. in Penrith round 27, so it's not a case of we can rest a handful and expect to win it like Penrith often do. Mm. Cowboys, there's every chance they're playing for top eight, so it'll be Cowboys have got a lot to play for. We're likely to have a lot to play for, sorry. Yeah, that's it. Uh, in second, it looks, and as you said, if if something goes the way that Brisbane can jump Penrith potentially, they might love that minor premiership, but they just had the buy anyway. So Brisbane in second or first probably doesn't really matter. They're not going to rest, we don't think. Agree because of their one. buy this week, yep. I think <coughs> I'd be surprised if they rest. Barring people with substantial niggles Genuine injuries, of course. Yep. Uh, the other one is, and it's not a major factor, but they could rest blokes early, but that's you're not going to get mm. too caught in that. Caught up in that come final round. Um, Warriors and Melbourne Storm vying for third and fourth. We'll actually know by the time Melbourne finish their game, and I think it's the Thursday night, mm. around 27, where the Warriors and Storm finish. But for me, that means Storm are probably more likely to play guys with their chance to finish third. Saying that, maybe they're happy to finish fourth and have a crack at Penrith, go to the other side of the draw. Who knows? Belly Interesting eight point, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, beat just landing on the other <coughs> side of the draw. You get one crack at them, but then you get another crack at them if you go to the grand final. Uh, for me... I the think only, either yeah. way, you have to play them twice. So, so... Like, a grand final means nothing in the sense of, sorry, you make grand final whatever, but you still got to play them twice. Yeah, for sure. What I do think, um, and again, this is open to speculation, but if Ryan Pappenhausen is returning, for me, I'd want him getting a full 80 minutes with his squad around him, his spine, his forwards. You mm. need some cohesion, don't you? You can't just throw him in with the reserve grade side and then expect him to hit the ground running week one finals against very likely Penrith. So, for me, I just think... Maybe Storm don't rest too many. They want to take momentum into the finals. I could be wrong, of course, but that's where I've got it. As for the New Zealand Warriors, I think they're reasonable rest candidates. They had a bye not long ago, though, as well. It was so a few they, weeks ago, though, and they'll have played four or five by that <coughs> point. 
Maybe Torhu Harris. Um, I think Torhu's a huge chance at a Maybe Chansey with those head knocks. AFB having played enormous minutes yeah. all year. So they've, they play the Dolphins who are absolutely SJ. depleted. SJ. SJ, like with Touchwood, he's been kept himself together this year, but like he literally didn't kick half the goals last week. He had a little niggle, tight, so it's tight, like, tight quad yeah. or something. So like, what the hell would you play him? So it's going to be really interesting. But for me, what comes out of that is Penrith and the New Zealand Warriors are the most likely to rest mm. guys. We don't know what's going to happen, but that's sort of my predictions based on what I've got the ladder finishing. Yeah, so I, I pretty similar thoughts to you, mate. And I think the overview of it all, though, is that there are there's been other years, and last year wasn't one of them, but where there's been sides locked in to be at top two, seventh and eighth, whatever it might be, whatever the spot is, and there's been pretty clear-cut restings coming. This year, it may not be like that. There might not be a lot of restings. Yeah, and don't ever underestimate as well. Coaches do love... Momentum into finals. If you yeah. have a good win the week leading in, it's almost that gamble of let's just hope no one gets hurt and let's take the momentum. You need a little bit of luck to win a grand final. So now, we'll find out in a few weeks. On trade. So everyone will be different in this situation, but I do think it was worth looking forward a little bit. And people probably sit there and, oh, here, say, she said this, da, 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 could happen, might happen, <laughs> tinfoil hats. But I think it's important. Now, I said, in my situation, <laughs> three trades. I'm looking at South Sydney on the buy next week. Yep. Round 26. I have five of their players. I have a couple of nuffs in my team. Things could get slim very quickly. Mm -hmm. I want to save at least two trades for that. Uh, hopefully I can get through with 17 to 18 good players, hopefully more, next week and be able to say one trade on a Bunnies player out. But if I have to use two, so be it. And then I just think round 27 with Parramatta on the buy, people own Ryan Madison, Jermaine Hopgood, a few others. I've only got <coughs> Madison at this stage. I won't be buying any power players. So that could be tricky. I, I'm looking at using one to two that week. So in a week this week where there are some buys I like, I've also got a, a strong 17. My CT dub last week, I think every player I had, there were six of them, they all scored like 70 or 75 plus or something. Sat Garrick at the start of the week for his 80 and then half my CT dub ended up beating him anyway. So Tyron Munro was the only one who didn't because he didn't play. That's where I sit at Spy. Clem, you've got three trades left. How are you approaching it? I have four trades left. I've hoarded my trades, like a little trade hoarder, yeah, um, just for this moment. Um, but yeah, definitely I think you want to have at least one or two left for that last round because mm. you don't want to be in the situation <coughs> where you get to the last round and then you've literally got no trades and you have like five players rested. Like imagine a situation where you had like Nathan Clary and Nico Hines and they've both been rested, let's just imagine. And there, are, there are a lot of people. What are you going to do? <coughs> Not a lot, but there's a handful of uh, Mitch Moses owners out mm -hmm. there. He's gone down. Mm -hmm. Whoever the halfback you're running with, Mitchie Moses, if he gets down, goes down, he gets rested or something, you don't have a halfback. Like, boom, there's one yep. position gone. The other big position is hooker. Lots of running with Harry Grant and enough. You just mentioned the storm. Like, if Harry Grant gets a rest, who has played big minutes all year, you don't have a hooker. Yep. Them two, like, things can change quickly. Yeah, so quickly. So I think that everybody that still has trades left should try and hold at least one for that final round. Um, for me, I am making a trade this week. So mm. I do want to get in someone a bit upside -y, So I am going to go with Spy Chat and Spy's Play. I literally just copy him. That's how I'm going to beat you him. You do. <laughs> <laughs> just quick, um, before you tell us... <laughs> When we did something like months ago, you uh -huh. said, I'll just copy Spy. Yeah, you said get And what a shock. Case. You so come boom, to Sydney, <laughs> hanging out with us, and you're, 20 point, you're within 20 points of me. Shock horror. Clem, you, <laughs> finished, you finished sixth overall, was it two years ago? Yeah, the year two, I should have bought a lot of tickets. Two years ago. 
<laughs> you went quite well last year. You need to trust your instinct because I know because tr- following the spy hasn't helped you, obviously. I know the buyers decimated me. Yeah, it's, oh a ba- it's a bad year to follow nah. me, just quietly. <laughs> 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 so, you know, I'm going to get an e guitar, I think. So, I'm the same as you. I have about 500 Bunnies players in my team. Like, I have so many Bunnies players in my team. It's basically like a rabbit warren. Like, I need to get rid of some. So, I think I'm going to go Kolamatangi to him. Um, but, yeah, I just I just need to start offloading them. And Ikatoa just looks like he's got so much upside. The team is looking so good. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be my trade this week, I think. Um, I'm also tempted like by Dane Gagai. I'm tempted. I'm just short of Te Whare to Munster. Oh, oh, that's that heartbreaking. Oh, my God. I couldn't oh, believe how it. How unfortunate like, oh. for you. But, yeah, definitely, I think, save some trades. <laughs> oh. <laughs> save a trade if you can. I sound like a broken record. Um, <clears throat> although, I do have a bit of a funny story. Um, last year, I booked a holiday to Bali a week too early. I got the dates wrong. Like, that's just classic Clem. Um, but anyway, so I went over to Bali, um, and I was about 500 miles up in the air, or however much it is, and it was Tuesday. So when I arrived, it was going to be like Teamless Tuesday. I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, I've got a trade left. This is going to be so good. Like, everyone, the team's going to be decimated and I'll be able to trade. <laughs> got to the resort. was relaxing. I think we had like, a, I don't know what we had, a cocktail um, by the pool. Opened up my phone, got on the Wi-Fi. Literally, I had no players rested whatsoever. So I just had this random trade here and I'm just like, oh, my God. So, I did the same. Yeah. You're, probably listening to, you're probably listening to some knob on a podcast say that depth <laughs> is key and there'll be late round, <coughs> late season restings. But yeah, no, definitely, I think, save your trades. Um, also, that was the um, trip where I wrote my article in the back of that car. Yeah, so if anyone that, that doesn't <laughs> jump on their CPA website for articles, Clem writing her, you were captains last year, your weekly wrap with Nick Moon this mm-hmm. year of a Monday and you wrote it where? So I was in the back of a car. So my friend was determined to get a photo with a fish. So what we didn't know is that this fish photo was like four hours away from the resort um we jumped in a car with a stranger called putu and it was literally about 150 percent humidity we're like careening down these roads to get a photo with a fish and i literally sat in the back of that car <laughs> with my friend's wi-fi mm. connected every now and again writing that article oh my God. <laughs> and the photo of the fish is so bad Nobody hire me as a photographer. Oh dear. <laughs> commitment, commitment to the to the uh, the website that Absolute was. commitment. Uh, Spire, you've got three left. Where are you looking at utilising them? What talk through through a couple of scenarios? Before I do, worth noting sides I like for the run home: are New Zealand Warriors, Penrith this week in particular, if you need to win, and Melbourne as well. So it's worth noting for head to head players. For me personally, with that overall, just trying to obviously edge up as high as I can to end the season and mm-hmm. beat a certain someone on my right here. Um, <laughs> option one is the, let's call it the Scotty Drinkwater attack mode play. Mm. Actually, no, this is the less attack mode one. So next week I can go Connolly Lemuelu, who I suspect may not play again this year. It sort of doesn't make sense. Yep. Young bloke knocked out. they got nothing to play for really. Drop him down to enough worth bottom dollar, which means I can then go one of my back rowers like Cam Murray on the buy to Scotty Drinkwater order. Versus so the KP's top. at fullback at the moment for you? Um, he's at 5'8". I've got a spare full um, fullback slot. Oh. Yeah. Rookie. <laughs> Why? Fullback spot? Well, KP's at 5'8". He's on, he's on my bench. He's oh. either 5'8 or fullback. It doesn't matter. Um, Marnie would be. F- I could flip Marnie to five eight and put KP to fullback. It's still the same side. Who's your other five eight? Munster. Uh, Munster. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and 
Anyway, back to where I was going. Scotty Drinkwater into fullback next week versus the Finns. They're absolutely decimated. He could have an utter field day. Mm. Now, I'm wary he's got Penrith the week after. I'd hope they'd have some restings. But it's just that sort of real attack mode of let's see what we can do next week. I'd probably skip him. I'd almost definitely skip him. That's option one, which leaves me one trade up the sleeve for the final round. Um, if Cleary is to rest, for example, he'll get Nico Hines in. Like, there's options there. Yeah. That's the sort of drinky attack mode but conservative play. The other option is... that Just on that one, I, yep. I like the drinky... <coughs> sorry, I don't mind the drinky play. Yep. The uncertainty around that Penrith matchup is such a dagger. Anyone else... I'd be keen as on the trail to him next week. Yep. But if he comes up against Penrith, round 27, playing for a minor premiership, it's like, oh. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Maybe At the I expense of, say, the trail, who'll be paying the Roosters or whoever it might be. Yeah, but remember, I'm selling You've him. got the spot. You've got the spot. Yeah. That's true. I'm selling different. him for Connolly, who won't play. Yeah, so okay. it's a free hit. That's different and for you. If Penrith are fired up, I can play a back rower like Papalihi instead if I need to, lock yep. in 60. Uh, the other play is to have a look at this week and go early on a trade and do either a Cam Murray or Hotgood to Dallin Watane-Zalesniak because their run home's unbelievable. Mm. I really want Dallin. Do you have him yet, Clem? No, I've only got Chad's back. Keep oh, talking. You can't talking. <laughs> 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 um, Making some notes here. <laughs> that would then allow me to go Connolly to enough again next week and someone to, to drink water. So it's the same play, but it's using my last trade early. A week. So you'd go in around 27 with no trades? Basically. Does that get, worry but, you at hey? all? Does that worry you at all? Well, it does a little bit. How but many also got a bit, uh, Just one. Hopgood? Oh, no, I'd have none if I sell Hopgood. Okay. That's, so I'd go to the last helps, round with yeah. no para. Um, it's a little bit aggressive, but I was, we were talking about before, I feel like this year's been like, you just got to plan a little bit ahead. What's going to happen the week after? And every time I've done it, it's been no benefit. Mm. It's just that kind of year. You can so overplan. Yeah, so maybe it's like the theme of the year is just attack this week and let's see what happens. So I'm considering that. And just on that, what that actually does is adds Dallin to my squad with drink water and I'll lose Cam Murray early who has a buy anyway. So that's pretty good. I lose my trade. I'm also very, very close to doing very similar, but I could go hop good to Dallin. Alex Johnson early to Eliezer Katoa this week. Do both. Mm. Alex Johnson's got the buy next week. It then leaves me Cam Murray to Drinky, 280k spare. It's going to be within like 20k. Oh, God. But I'd miss out on Drinky if it doesn't go my way unless I sold someone else. So I'd love to add Eli Katoa, Zalesniak and Drinkwater for the run home and yeah. just attack mode. I've just got to figure out if I can risk it or if there's someone else I can yeah, sell yeah. instead of Cam. Because I think that's the one I'd like to do, yeah. just have a crack at it. I'd like you to do that one and I'm just going to manifest AJ to like score like five tries. Yeah. Yep. I'll do it with Generally you. <laughs> so I'm an owner as well. <laughs> yep. So there you go. So it's basically the, the ploy is there. I'm getting drinky. That's the number one aim for me at this stage. I want to attack that game next week. But it's how hard do you go around it? Do I keep one up the sleeve or do I get in Dallin, who I think could go bananas, yeah, especially I, against Saints? I like week. Dallin too. I, I, <coughs> CT Dub's just not an air of issue at the moment. I'm, I'm c conscious of the weeks to come, all the bunnies out. So <coughs> a bloke I want to get in, I don't quite have, I don't have the jewel at CT Dub to, to quite make it happen, but there are players I could bite the bullet on a little bit. So a few decisions made, but I agree. I think Dallin is a terrific buy this week. A few other matchups to touch on for those head-to-head -head players out there looking for the better matchups this week. So this isn't, isn't necessary for ov uh, overall in the final three weeks, but... 
Penrith Panthers against that entire entire Titans side with players out, even though Tino is back. The Parramatta Eels, I actually quite like their their matchup against the Roosters. It's at Combank. I particularly like, we'll get to him shortly, but Clint Gutherson with Dylan Walker back, Mike Acevo back. I goal think, kicking. And goal kicking. Yep. We assume goal kicking, yeah, with um, Mitch Moses out. So yep. if I own uh, Clint Gutherson, I wouldn't be selling him this week. The Storm against the Dragons, take your pick there. Um, and then... The other one that I really like, well, the Warriors' right edge up against Manly's bad left edge. The other one that I really like, and I had him in my super pods initially, but Isaiah Papali'i at 532Ks, 4.2% ownership. He's come, he's very cheap there. Mm. He's going to be running at Isaiah Katoa, who Drew Hutchinson had a field day with last week. I think IPAP has one of the best matchups of the week if you're looking for a one-week play. Who would be solid enough for the run home as well? I own him, so yeah. Great play. This week. Great. And if, yeah, so look, you don't have to go out of your way to buy him, but if you do own him, play him. Yeah. I think he's a bit of beef coming his way. Now, Can't guys. Can't get him all, Clem. <laughs> now, I've uh, got poor trades. Yeah, <laughs> Watch me. Do this <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. uh, guys, as you know, Patty and George from Mortgage Choice SCW can help with a number of things from wedding finance to debt consolidations. But one of their biggest services is education, especially when it comes to first home buyers looking to get into the market. The boys have let me know that with the new financial year coming into play, that the government has released a heap of new incentives to make it so much easier for first home buyers to actually buy into their first place. So if you want to know more about these and how much you can borrow in general, go and speak to the boys. Usually it'd sting you $129, but if you mention SC Playbook, it's completely free of charge. If you're sitting there right now, you're thinking about one day getting into the market, you've got no idea what that entails, take the step, make it a reality, flick the boys a message on Instagram at patandgeorge underscore SCW, or call them on 02-9521-1611, no matter where in Australia you are. Also, the boys' new podcast, That'll Teacher, is now officially up and running. Had to listen to it on the way here today to the podcast, talking about all things superannuation. It sounds very dry. It's outstanding. It's basically around the stuff that you should have been taught at school that you weren't, that has a major impact on your life. I just sat there and went, okay, I can save money here, here, merge these superannuations. I said, sounds a bit dry, is a wonderful listen, short, sharp, could save you a bunch. Look them up on Apple and Spotify and all streaming platforms, TikTok and Instagram, that'll teach you. Now, hot topics, overall and head-to-head, we can have a bit of a different approach to these guys. First one, number one, most traded in by Tino Fasul Malawi, 811k. I think he is a, a good trade-in. I don't know if this is the week against Penrith with a bunch of players out, particularly for those looking to, to win a head-to-head preliminary final. He's not going to do wrong by you because he'll play big minutes fresh off that. He's one back from his three-week suspension. But uh, just against Penrith, I, I, I think he's more of a... I think he's not fine overall by but I think even head-to-head, I'd save from a grand final probably. I think it's better upside people this week than Tino. I'm the same. I think I'd, I'd wait on Tino a week. Mm. If you can in head to head, because like you said, it's first Penrith. I reckon he knocks out somewhere around the 65 mark mm. and just does it the way he does it. He probably won't score. He may not offload a heap. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't tackle bust a heap. If they get towered up, does he get an early spell, maybe? Early spell, a lot of time behind the sticks if they're getting yep. flogged. So it'd worry me a little bit. I just think I agree there's got to be some better options. Which, and I'm with you, could get his 60, and that is fine. However, if you're in a head-to-head matchup, there could be someone else like a 
maybe maybe it is an Isaiah Papali'i with bigger upside this week mm. that I think could be the play. Clam number two this week, Nick Meany, 549k against the Dragons. Gets the Dragons in Sydney. Might even be Wollongong. Might be a win stadium this one, I think. Meany tunned up last week. Definitely a head-to-head play as the number two most traded in because people are looking at that match-up, goal-kicking fullback. Overall, definitely not because Pappenhausen could be back as soon as next week. But as a one-week play, looks all right, Nick uh, I'm all for it. Like, if you're a head-to-head player, definitely I think you could bring him in. Like, he's so cheap. Like, what did he get? 120 points last week. Mm. Um, if you were overall, though, like, and there's a couple of easier games coming up, but if you were overall, I would... Probably not, just because of Lil Pappy coming yeah. back because he's going to get reduced minutes and yeah. likely and yeah. But head to head, oh my god, go for it! Yeah, great head to head. I hope that play. like people who hadn't played him last week, like, oh, oh imagine not playing him. <laughs> yeah, thinking the Raiders had put it to him, please. <laughs> uh, Clem, another one for you on your well, one of your Warriors boys. Mm-hmm. Adam Fanua Blake is at about seven hundred k now. People are obviously looking around this front row. We'll throw two in here because the fifth most traded in is Torhu Harris at 600k off two terrific weeks where he scored two tries. Payne Huss is on the buy. Payne Huss is the most traded out player. Overall, you'd be sitting there going, uh, just hold him for the final couple of weeks. No panic trade there. People look at their prelim finals. Fanil Blake, Torhu Harris, what do you take on those two? Third and fifth most traded in. Oh my God, AFB. I am such a massive fan of this. Oh my God, when I was watching last week, you should have seen the levels of elation I reached. Like oh. when he scored that try, like you probably heard me screaming all the way from Goldie. At you should have seen the levels like, of yes. elation I did not reach when <laughs> SJ put him through with two minutes to go. <laughs> I didn't even like regret spy the SJ points. I was just like, yes, <laughs> yeah. AFB. Um, he's so consistent. Like he averages 77. Um, they he, they have such an easy draw. Oh my god, do it! Happy days. Get AFB in. Um, the only thing is, obviously, he might get arresting. Mm. Um, so just be a bit careful if you're overall. Um, Tohu, um, he scored twice in the last two games, and I of course um traded him out two weeks ago <gasps> just before he scored. Oh my god! But anyway, never mind. I'd nearly prefer <laughs> have sold than have owned and not played for those points. Yes. Oh my god, definitely. Um. <laughs> I think he's going to get a... I don't know. I don't know. But, like, does he get a bit of a rest? Like, he's a bit of a war horse, isn't he? I I think both these boys, particularly Torhu, are big round 27 rest risk, as we spoke about. Torhu in particular, as good as he's been, he scored two tries with line breaks the last two weeks. I wouldn't touch Torhu with a barge pole. No. I love him. I would consider AFB. Yeah, I think AFB is a consideration for sure. I feel like maybe it's like, is it head-to-head people as well? Like maybe they've got Payne Haas on the bike. It's definitely head-to-head. Yeah, they want to have like, you know, like a real... Good guy there. Like, AFB, I reckon's your man. I, if you're overall, I I'd just look to pay out for Tino over both of those blokes. I know that's easier said than done because he's an extra jump. If you can make it happen. Uh, but, yeah, I don't love Torhu as, as a buyer. Yeah. Torhu's um, tackles are down a little bit. His, his actual work rate base numbers are down. He's just been lifted up by those tries. And because and the Warri- And because the Warriors... Don't like it. They had two games that we thought would might have been blowouts last few weeks. They were tighter. They were tighter, yep. so hence he played the bigger minutes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd go AFB out of those two yeah. And you'd probably uh, not get to him Eli Katoa, you mentioned you were keen on him this week Clem, the six most traded in 5'11k, Spy, he looked brilliant last week against the Raiders Played 69 minutes, every chance to be back to 80 this week against the Dragons Real sneaky pod Huge fan, yeah I Actually, I tried to ring him in last Sunday 
Uh, but the bloke I would have sold, I think he'd already played. It was sort of once he got named, I was like, hello, let's get mm. this fella in. Uh, so shame that couldn't happen. Minutes are a slight question mark. He got pulled off early. They're winning comfortably, but if they're winning easy again, maybe he comes off the field. I also think they'll want him as an 80-minute back row come finals time. He's building fitness back off, having a month yep. off. So it wouldn't shock me if he goes 80-80. Mm. Um, I really like him. Simple as that. Whether I can fit him in... Personally, I'm not sure, but I think this weekend against St. George, he's a great head-to-head buy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And uh, number 13, spy that stood out to me, Ronaldo Mulitalo, 476k, scored 110 last <coughs> week. I played him, thankfully, up against that uh, weak Titans right edge. He scored that try early <laughs> on and then didn't want to get up. Then he was limping everyone. He just thought he's gone. And he just like, sweet, 30 points in five minutes. Then he's getting taken off. He got through it. Not only did he get through it, but he scored another one. Belled out a 110. I was thrilled about it. However, I don't like his matchup against the Cowboys this week off the bye. We know he's got a low score in him. I will probably look to sit him if I can in my CT dub this week. Well, I am looking to sit him. I'm not a big fan of buying him. He's better buy. How's that last weekend? <laughs> I've obviously trying to beat Clementine over here, but I was trying to run down Timo as well. My fourth reserve or my fourth centre in that spot was Connolly. You had Mulatalo. That's the way it went. Mulatalo gets hurt early. He scored that try. He was on about 35. He could have easily gone off. He didn't. Banged out 110. Connolly's on 35. Gets knocked out. Goes off. It's like Aww. the swing. This, like It's so frustrating. But that's super coach. Like It can just go like that so quick. I just go for on one concussion thing. prone players, mate. There's no luck involved. Fair enough, mate. I must admit, I fluked playing Militalo. <laughs> I wasn't even going to play him, eh? And then, like, I, these are like 110 <coughs> sweet, sweet fluke points. Like, literally. Some I'm not even going to pretend I had some sort of foresight <laughs> to play him. <laughs> oh, shout out Jesse Sorry, Raymond. <laughs> Raymond was the other one I wanted to play, but I didn't quite make the cut in the CT dub. And he scored about 109. Garrick, who I was never playing, so that didn't upset me. He was. 80 or something. So it was a good week for CT dubs across the board, unless you're in Lemuel. <laughs> I was just thinking a little bit more about that as I got real frustrated. Connolly was flying, right? Could have easily scored a ton. May or may not have. But say he scores a hundy and Mulatalo goes off and he does his ankle. That's like a 180 point swing between us. Just from one. That's mental. Ma'am, can you hear tiny violins playing in the background? Because it just me. Yeah, I definitely can. Yeah. I think he's trying to make me feel bad or something. No, it's like actually. I've caught up to him. More so, it's just. Crazy how quick things it can turn. Crazy. We talk about it all yeah. the time, but some and there's a lot of luck, right? Like as well. So like with the like Connolly, like <clears> that's twice at seventy two now. It's with him twice in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the last two times I've played him, yeah, right. know, luck's got nothing to do with it. If unless you beat me, <laughs> number three, Clint Gutherson, seven fifty nine k, most sold. Uh, we spoke about paying hash. It, probably a head-to-head move. I think that one, if you're looking to flip him for the prelim final, so be it. I think overall I'd be looking to hold on to him. Yeah. Gutho, 759K. I'd be holding him. I think he has one of the best matchups this weekend. I think he goes big. I think he turns up. Hold this week, reassess next week yep. on Gutho. For sure. Reese Walsh, number six. Again, off the back of his magnificent ton last week. Probably a head-to-head play. People with him there who've got the prelim final need a key fullback spot. I think if you got Reese Walsh and you were worried about your prelim final, him to Clint Gutherson could be a good play. Uh, number eight, Brennan Piakura, also on the bye. Unfortunately, played limited minutes off the bench last week. Break even 61, 476k. When he does return, if he plays limited minutes off the bench, again, could be set to lead some cash. So if you want the best value out of Piakura, probably time to trade in the next week or two. 
Number nine, Jamal Hopgood, 696K, break even 111. Spy, you mentioned potentially selling him. I can understand it when you're looking forward to overall and you look at the round 27 buy. If you can get someone else in, you get an extra week out of them. Not a bad Hardly play. a must-sell or anything, but just an, an Hardly option. Hardly a must-sell, but option. an option. Yeah. The other thing is, with the big break-even, 696K, there's still plenty of value in him. Uh, and the last one I wanted to jot down, number 12, Cody Walker, 610K. Look, he hasn't hit the ground running the last month like owners had hoped with that great run. He's really one that I've been really disappointed with, and I thought he was going to be a big, not a pod, I think he might be 50, 60-odd percent ownership, but... I've been disappointed, Spy. You must be just licking your lips seeing him have a tough month. It's certainly gone my way, that one. <laughs> yeah, um, he ran the ball really well last week, though. Off that left foot again, looked really like just that direct Cody. So whether that leads to a couple of breakout games over the last three games, he does have that bye, though, next week. So Cody's the kind of bloke if I owned, I'm probably not selling him. But if you've... If you've got another little move up your sleeve you want to do with that buy in mind for the grand final for head-to-head players next week and you want to get ahead of the game, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, guys, we will move on uh, just briefly here on our Superpod plays. Let's jot them down. We've got a few other things we need to get through. My Superpod play, say sub 5 to 10% ownership. More for over... Uh, sorry. Yeah, more for probably overall players. My one lines up really nicely with head-to-head as well. But Jerome Hughes against the Dragons. Any Mitch Moses owners out there. Hughes is at 0.3% ownership overall among top-ranked sides. He's got a three-round average of 94. Comes up against the Dragons this week. The Titans at Amy Park next week before finishing with a tougher one in the Broncos. <laughs> look, you wouldn't look to trade probably one of the big three in Cleary, uh, SJ... Nico for him, but if you're looking for that big pod for the run home, there is an option there. Clem, who'd you find? Uh, you and I are in sync. Cause like, I had Hughes as well. Yeah, so good. I also put in Ikatoa there and also Gagai. Actually, I started going <laughs> through the app and there's heaps. Yeah. I was just there's like, some wow. great options. But yeah, Hughes I definitely had as my top one there. Spite? Very good. Um, a real super pod, Lukey Metcalf out at the Warriors there, playing on the left <laughs> edge outside S. Johnson. Um, this week, it's a little bit hard to predict how Manly are going to go. They're a little bit up and down, but they were pretty good last week. Um, but the following weeks against St. George and then the Finns, assuming no one gets rested, he could go mad. Mm. So I don't mind. Metcalf is a little option there. Guys, the SC Playbook podcast has partnered with BetR this season, producing markets of our own. Last week, Caelan Pong, the 75-plus official NRL fancy points, he finished on, I think, 55 or 60, went off with 10 to go and just shame. God knows how he didn't get there. Uh, into an Anari Tuala try at $5.50. Tuala did get his try. No good, though. This week, Clint Gutherson, 50-plus official NRL fantasy points into a Micah Sevo try. Back on that left edge. Dylan Brown also back on that left edge. Back to where they were earlier in the season. Gutho also kicking goals, as we said. We suspect no price for that yet. We'll be up shortly. Link to that will be in our YouTube description. Otherwise, across our social channels later in the week. If interested, please use those links as it lets better know that we sent you. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Now, round 25 trades and skippers. You two have both sort of touched on yours. I'm looking at holding fire at this stage. If anyone is going to come in, it will be Dalen Wateni's a Lesniak. I don't mind the look of Eli Katoa. Could put, I could go Brendan P. Kura to him, which I don't mind, um, but just going to hold fire for the time being. Likely to save my last three for the next two weeks. If you can find an obvious way to Dalen, I think he's a terrific trade in this week. What about our skippers, Spy? I'll start with you. 
Yeah, I will note, I think I'm going to do Hopgood to Dallin this week and then do the Connolly out, drinky up next week. Look at Clem. No <laughs> <laughs> um, rather than doing that real attack mode play where I get Ellie Katara as well. I think it's just a little bit risky with the price risings. In, t- in terms of skippers, I'll stop talking there. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Skipper is Nathan Cleary this week against the Titans. Really like it. Also, the way the, the weekend's landed, the Saturday Arvo time slot of footy isn't quite the hot matchups this week, just for whatever reason. Mm. Personally, I like to have a beer sad Diavo after a big week, so a beer into Nathan Cleary skipper sounds pretty good at 5.30 there. Um, VC, that makes it hard. If I do bring Dallin in, which is likely, I'll probably vice-captain Dallin. <laughs> yeah. um, Dallin's was, great VC. I was yeah. going to say Manu, but you know what? Um, he's running at the Eels edge, although it's changed now. Yeah. Um, that Eels left, left edge. Sorry, he's the opposite side to Manu yep. is where they score their points. So I'm not as keen on that. So I think it'd be Dallin into to Nathan. Clem, what are you thinking with your skippers? Uh, well, I'm going to captain Clary, definitely. Yep. Um, basically, I haven't really thought about it, um, but I might just, you know, throw it on Charms <coughs> just for fun. Just in case. <coughs> Why not? If they, Why tear, not? That, if they tear Manly's left edge apart, yeah. Charms no, is good. huge. Yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. yeah. And I am telling you the truth. I do actually. <laughs> I will be uh, unanimous. I think Nathan Cleary's matchup with the Titans looks the best one this week comfortably. So. And you'll find with Nathan as well, just sort of cut in, he's not, he's highly owned, but he's not like 99% or something like other times in the year. It's not ridiculous, yeah. And if you're running like, say, SJ and Nico. Yeah, that sort of stuff. And given there are some candidates throughout the round, like Ponga, Latrell, these sorts of guys who you could skip a. You do still get a bit of value in it, adding the yep. skipper, which is good. So same as Ponga last week, even though it's still highly owned. If you're 75%, that's still a quarter of people that don't have it. So Adding this time of year, there are a bunch of head-to-head focused players who overall are going really well. Yep, They might be in strife on their head-to-head, so they have to change good the call. captaincy. Boom. Force change. Your mm. head-to-head win is your overall loss, and that's when we swoop, isn't it, Spy? Uh, so yeah, Nathan Clear for me And then vice-captain, it'll probably have to land on Joey Manu this week against the Eels at Combank. Now, a few questions to wrap it up for the week. Spy, first run from Edwin Edwin, ranked ninth overall. Firing. Nervous three weeks for Edwin coming up. He says, time to pod captain this week, question mark. Maybe Harry Grant, worried about clear though and can't loop due to a crappy AE. Harry Grant against the Dragons, the storm on a tear. Don't hate it. Yeah, don't hate it. I think, I'm just looking at the rankings now, he's about 300 off the lead, so he probably does need something a little bit special over the final weeks. To the next two weeks, keep in mind though. Plenty could happen. Round 26 and 7, we just spoke about them with all the things that could happen. Like There, there could be some big swings. I do think I'd still be tempted, and I don't want to tell ninth how to yeah. do it, because whatever you think Back you should do, gut, do right? it. But Edwin. the fact you say you're worried about Cleary, maybe you get Cleary and couple in the top 10 don't have him as skipper. Maybe first doesn't have him and you put 100 on him Yeah. plus the captaincy and you pull a bit back. Then the next two weeks, there's a lot of movement that can happen. I, I think he can do his damage the following two weeks yeah, so and, I'd and be, make his gains. I'd be going Cleary. I'd do Cleary as well. Question from Stephen Munchell. Torn who to put for last reserve. Corey Horsburgh versus the Dogs. <coughs> Clem, this is for you. Corey Horsburgh versus the Dogs. Torhu Harris versus Manly. Batman versus the Finns. Who the hell's Batman? Bateman. Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> or Ruben Garrick against the Warriors. 
Well, firstly, I think this is a really nice problem to have. Um, Team's well set up. It is. So, well done to you. Um, Obviously, I'm a massive Warriors fan, so I would probably go Tohu versus Manly, but I do think Bateman versus the decimated Dolphins, that would tempt me so much to play him because he looked good last week. I'm with you. So, yeah, maybe go Bateman. Yeah, I like Bateman versus the Finns and then uh, Ruben Garrick versus the Warriors. I think that's a decent enough matchup to, I mean, not not one of the easy ones. Great problem to have. Uh, question from Spy Matt Mobstar. Boys in a pickle have Cookie and enough hooker. One trade and 40k in the bank, so can't afford Harry Grant. With the buy next week for the Rabbitohs, what's the best hooking option for the rest of the season? Can't get Harry. Wade Egan for mine. A little bit of a risk mm. there with the does tender copper knock, but the other one is Blake Braley going really well. So yep. one of those two boys. Easy trade. Yep, like it. JC Charles Clem, two trades left. Preston to Tino. For Noah Blake or Tarpany? Oh, okay. I would go uh, um, AFB myself. <laughs> of course. Why did I ask? <laughs> I'm just like such a Warriors fan. Um, but yeah, you could go Tino as well with just the two trades left. Like I think Tino is probably, I don't know, he just looks Tino good, will love doesn't him. he? Yeah. He's, worth it. He's so <laughs> he good. He looks like oh, yeah. he loves to score a try. I'd go, yeah. I'd go Tino for <laughs> yeah, sure as well. Tino, yeah. Just my advice to... To end on getting him this week. Just don't expect the world from him this week, but he can do some big damage mm. the following two weeks. He might bag a try in this week as well. Mm. Who knows? I'd go AFB if it was this week in a head-to-head you need to win. Mm. But yeah, turn out long term. Question from Anton Possa, and this is one that Clem mentioned earlier in the show, but is Keon Kloam a tonguey to Eli Katoa sideways spy? Um, no. Don't mind it. I'm doing that trade. I think... Just because they got the buy. Yeah, because That's they the got the buy. Yeah. If you didn't have the buy, it'd absolutely be... I think if you've only got like two or three bunnies, you're looking a bit sideways territory. But I feel like most people have four to five bunnies, in which case I think it's pretty good, good attacking move, I feel, back into the season. Speaking of attacking moves by Rowan Leonard, Marion Seve, potential pod against the weak dragons edge this week. Definitely. I was looking at him last week and then I went to check his price and he's about six hundred K. But he looks good. Melbourne looked good, weak edge. Um, obviously he's doesn't have super coach pedigree, so there's always some risk, but I don't hate it. Lucky last question from Mace. Hey, guys, what do you think of Dylan Brown playing halfback for the rest of the season? A good trade-in or nah? Thanks, guys. Clem, what do you think about Dylan Brown? No Mitchie Moses there, so he will start running the show a little bit more. So it's a decent matchup this week. Now, factoring in that the Eels have the buy around 27, Mace would be around this. He'd be a savvy super coacher, I'm sure. So let's talk about him as a next two-week play what do you think? He's, he's averaging about 80, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's like a good little potty move. Like, because he's not very hard. He wouldn't be very highly owned um, if you're head to head. Um, yeah, I would probably look at doing it. I think it's like one of those ones that could really pay off for you and you'll be stoked <coughs> as that you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last one from Ados the Great. Who wins from here and why is it Guru? Keep up the great work, lads. That's a good segue into wrapping up the show because Beers and Breakhavens is back tomorrow and... I have gone five points clear of the Guru last week. 24 (laughs) rounds into the season, about 26,000 points. What a battle. Five points I've got. So big finish coming from here and the Roo. Uh, Guys, thank you as always. Spite, cheers. Thanks, Troops. Just quickly, Seve's a weapon. Just having a look at his stats. Love the play. Um, Mm. And good to be on board. Bit of fun tonight. And yeah, cheers. Clem, thanks for being back on. Hopefully get you before the end of the season. At very least, if we don't, uh, hopefully more of a regular next year. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. Cheers, guys. Good luck to everyone in round 25. Other worries.
Yes. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.